0: In Landmark Censorship Case, Judges Grill the Feds. The federal government's pro-censorship arguments seem to take a hit in a contentious, fascinating hearing in New Orleans. New Orleans, Louisiana. On a scorching 98-degree day yesterday, just before a key hearing in the Landmark Missouri v. Biden internet censorship case, a transient grumbled about insufficient shade under a tree canopy in the city's gorgeous little park bordering the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals. No escape in this motherfucker today, he groused. Inside, for the federal government, it seemed like much the same story. Early in the afternoon, a three-judge panel met to decide whether or not to revoke a stay of Judge Terry Dowdy's sweeping July 4th order barring a battery of government agencies from contacting social media companies about content moderation. Biden administration counsel Daniel Bentelli Haas Tenney was under fire from the jump. It was hard not to feel for Tenney. Sitting across from him was a packed table of anxious plaintiffs' attorneys, including Missouri's garrulous, tornado like former Solicitor General John Sauer, the driving force behind the Missouri v. Biden legislation, as well as the current office holder, a lean, plain spoken lawyer with Jimmy Stewart vibes named Josh Devine. Penny, an ashen, slouching figure, was alone. In a case of major historical import, likely headed to the Supreme Court, the federal government hadn't even sent another lawyer to keep him company. Staring down at his table, he looked like Napoleon Dynamite at lunch. Called first, Tenney read his speech. He made it through the first 30 seconds well enough, arguing that Dowdy's July 4th order would leave the government powerless to discourage social media companies from disseminating untrue statements in the event of a natural disaster. Then, almost right away, he stepped in. To take another example, Tenney went on, If a government official were to conclude that it was likely, although not certain, that posts on social media were part of a criminal conspiracy, for example regarding human trafficking, the government official would be powerless to bring those posts to the social media company's attention. Judges Edith Brown-Clement, Jennifer Walker-Elrod, and Don Willett listened sleepily at first, but all three snapped awake at the words criminal conspiracy. Doughty's July 4th order specifically exempted communications about criminal activity or criminal conspiracies, posts that threaten the public safety, and communications about things that are not protected free speech. Tenney's remarks more or less immediately drove into this wall of exceptions. So you do not believe that either of those are covered by the exception or exclusion specifically contained in the injunction? Asked Elrod. From that moment, the proceeding couldn't have gone worse for the administration. The Fed's lawyer was there to try to keep the emergency stay of Dowdy's order in place, and his best shot was to keep discussion away from the ugly tales of internet. Thanks for listening to the free version of this article. To hear the full version, and for more articles and content, please subscribe at www.racket.news.